Welcome to another episode of Creative Rising, my friend. I am your host, Erin Youngren, and this is a show about what it's really like to run a photography business. Today, we have another incredibly valuable training for you. This season alone, we have done trainings on sales, on time management, on copywriting, on starting your business from scratch, and now... I am focusing on a topic that I am actually really passionate about, but it's a topic that doesn't really have a one word name to it. Some words I could use are business structure, systems, or roles, but honestly, I think the best word for today's topic is actually sustainability, as in how can you create a business that can make you the money that you want to make? while also giving you the freedom you desire. Well, that starts with mapping out your business in a way that you can see it differently than you do now. Because here's the truth, you are a photographer, which is great, but you are also a bookkeeper, an accountant, a photo editor, a writer, an album designer, a salesperson, a CEO, a COO, a CFO, a CMO, and all of the other O's that you can possibly think of. Because if you are a solopreneur, you are the employee of your business. You wear all the hats. And this can be incredibly overwhelming. This is a story that I hear all too often. You are working a corporate job that does not feed your soul, and you want to do something with purpose, something that will give you flexibility and the choice to live the way that you want to live. So you pick up a camera and you fall in love with it, and you decide to start your business and you eventually leave your corporate job and you are a wedding photographer full-time. And at first, it is amazing. Okay, you take advantage of all of the freedom. You work in your PJs, you sit on your couch with your coffee and your laptop, and it all just seems too good to be true. But then things get busy, right? And then they get really busy. And then the inbox starts filling up, and then clients start needing more, and then they start needing a lot more, And then the nights and weekends of shooting increases and your hours start expanding and the laptop stays open longer and longer. And before you know it, you're not working on the couch in your PJs by choice anymore, but you're working on the couch in your PJs because you don't have time to get ready and put clothes on because you are so overwhelmed. And there comes a moment When you realize that you have traded one boss for another and your business has become that really demanding and really overwhelming boss and the freedom that you thought you had at first has actually slipped away. And guys, this is a story that is far too common. I have experienced this myself. I have experienced when your business takes over and it decides your life for you. Now, we are smart, capable people, and I know that because you have to be smart and capable to run a business, and nobody means for their business to take over, okay? Everybody sets out to do something great and to do something meaningful. This kind of story really just happens. So the big question is this, how can we free ourselves from a business that is taken over? 
Well, the solution to that is systems. And I know that that is not the sexy solution that you most want to hear. What you really want to hear is that the solution to this whole problem is to go get a massage and take a vacation to Fiji, right? I mean, just go savor, savor a Mai Tai on the beach because, you know, savor is the new hustle, right? Okay, now you know I'm joking. I wish that was the solution too. That would be amazing. And you know that I 100% believe in savoring and slowing down and I am anti-hustle and all of that. But how do you get to the point where you can slow down and you can savor and you can take a vacation to Fiji and you can jump off of that crazy hamster wheel of non-stop overwhelm. Because the reality is that there is only one of you and there are only so many hours that you can work in a week. Actually, I'm gonna rephrase that. There are only so many hours that you are willing to work in a week, right? We are in charge of our own time and we get to choose when we work. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 301 on time management, then listen to that episode after this because you'll immediately understand what I mean by the hours you are willing to work and it'll be a perfect companion to this episode. There are so many hours that you want to work and if you wanna build the business that you dream of building within those hours, there's only so many things that you can do. And I bet that you know that, right? Like we all know that. There's only so much that we're capable of doing in our work weeks. So we need to decide what the important things are that we should be doing with our time. And then we need to figure out how to pull ourselves out of the rest. And the key to that whole puzzle is systems. So today I'm going to walk you through the process of understanding the roles in your business So you can set up support systems to free you up to do the things that you love to do the most. This process of freeing yourself from your business starts with a really counterintuitive step. First, you need to fire yourself from your business. And guys, this is the best advice that Jeff and I have ever received for our business. Jeff and I had been shooting weddings for a couple of years, and we were ready to make the jump from our full-time corporate jobs into doing wedding photography full-time. But before we did, a friend gave us the book, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, and they told us to create an org chart of our business and that we needed to fire ourselves from being photographers. Our friend said that if we were going to build a business that was going to last longer than just a few years, then we need to fire ourselves as workers and we needed to promote ourselves to CEO. We needed to learn how to work on our business instead of working in our business. And we needed to structure our business with that entire mentality in mind, that we are in charge and we are not in our business, we work over and on our business. Now guys, this advice single-handedly changed our lives because we suddenly viewed ourselves not just as creatives, but as creative entrepreneurs. If we didn't ever do this in our business, if we hadn't taken that important time to structure ourselves properly, we never would have been able to scale. 
to the point that we've grown to today. There would have been no way that we would have been able to hire people on into our business and have it sustain having other people working with us. And the reason that we were successful at outsourcing was because we were able to structure our business and understand the roles that were mapped out in our business and we could then break off those roles and use utilize different outsourcing solutions, okay? So even if you are the only one in your photography business and you never want to scale beyond that, but you do want to grow your income while experiencing more freedom, then putting on your CEO hat, And knowing how your business breaks down into its different roles will help you tremendously in knowing what to outsource, when to bring in a contractor or maybe an employer or a VA to help you out. And then you'll also understand where you should be spending your valuable time, which is what I'm going to walk you through in this episode. So that's the first step. You've fired yourself from your business. You are not a photo editor, you have fired yourself as a photographer, and you can no longer be the studio manager. You have hired yourself on as CEO. So now that you are the newly hired CEO of your business, your job is to grow your income while only working the hours that you want to work. That is the challenge, and that is the goal that you are working towards. But in order to grow your income, You need to book great clients that will pay you the money that you want to make. And in order to book those clients, you need to create a really strong brand that your clients will love. And there are two components of your brand. There is the external component and there is the internal component, okay? The external component of your brand is your marketing. It's your website, it's your logo, it's your brand colors, your social media, your copy, All of those things that you do to bring in new clients is your external brand. And then when a bride becomes a client, then that external brand, all of those brand promises that you made to them before you before they hired you, those need to carry over into the client experience that they have with you. That is the internal component of your brand. That is the client experience, right? Well, your brand is actually a series of client touch points. Your brand is the conglomeration of all of the times that your couple comes into contact with your business. And all of those touch points begin to tell a story. So what story is your couple experiencing with your brand? And is it consistent? Are all of those touch points sending the same message? Is what you're putting out on Instagram sending the same message and telling the same story as what they're going to see on your website when they inquire with you? Is the email they get back from you when they inquire supporting that story? Is the client experience after they hire you delivering on that story? Every email, every phone call, every interaction, the way that you are on the wedding day, the images you deliver, how you deliver them. Those are all touch points. And this is what your brand actually is. It is that series of touch points. And so that can seem a little bit daunting. Being that consistent across your entire business can seem a little overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, that seems like a lot to live up to. Which is why you need to set up your business in a way that it will support that brand story. And the way that you support it 
is with systems. All of those client touch points that I mentioned, every interaction along the way, whether it's external or internal, can be tied to a system that backs it up behind the scenes. I really like to think about this in terms of Starbucks. Now, I know that there are plenty of incredible coffee shops all throughout San Diego that make amazing coffee, okay? If you've never had Dark Horse coffee before, they are a local roaster here in San Diego. Prepare to have your mind blown. They are incredible and their Guatemala is unbelievable. But I don't use Starbucks as an example because they have the best product on the market. I do not believe that that is true. They don't have the best roasted coffee. No, I'm using Starbucks as an example because they have the best systems. And that's why I buy way more Starbucks coffee than I do Dark Horse. Now, do I still buy Dark Horse? Yes. Is it still a treat? Yes, I absolutely love it. But no matter what Starbucks I walk into anywhere in the country, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I know that I'm going to get my favorite chai latte with no water and soy milk, and it is going to taste the same every single time. They are going to deliver on their brand promise. And that's because they have systems to back up every step of the process that helps them fulfill that brand promise. Now, Jeff and I both worked at Starbucks years ago. Okay, back when we were both in college. So this is over 10 years ago. So I know a ton has changed and they probably don't do things the same way anymore. But honestly, I would guess they do it similar to this in some capacity. So when I worked there, they had secret shoppers. Okay, that's not unusual for retail, right? And you never knew when a secret shopper was coming in. Of course, that's the point. But they had certain drinks that they would order. And then they would take those drinks out to their car. And actually, this is like Starbucks folklore. Like, I don't know if this is actually real, but this is definitely what my manager told me happened. So they would take those drinks that they ordered out to their car. And apparently they had a scale and a thermometer that they would use to weigh and measure these drinks. And based on the measurements and on the temperature, they could tell if you steam the milk correctly. And they could tell if you put in the right amount of syrup and the right amount of espresso. Now, the reason that I tell this story is because Starbucks knew and they still know that their brand depends on the success of their systems. And so they knew that they had to be really exact with everything that they did. And it was because they wanted to deliver on their brand promise. A successful brand is one that is able to infuse their brand personality into every single client touch point. And this is only made possible using systems. So this is really what I'm trying to get across. Exciting brands and sustainable businesses are built on boring systems. Okay, so let's tie together some of these ideas that I'm talking about in this episode. We have this idea of systems as your brand, and we have this idea of promoting yourself to CEO and seeing all the roles of your business. And I promise you that these two things tie in perfectly together, okay? 
So let's put on your CEO hat and let's look down on your business from above. So if I were to look down on a typical wedding photography business, here is a list of the most common roles that I would see. I would see a studio manager, a bookkeeper, a marketer, a lawyer, a photographer, a photo editor, a copywriter, an album designer, a salesperson, and an accountant. That is 10 roles. And when it comes down to it, I mean, a wedding photography business is very simple. I mean, that doesn't make it easy. Running a business is challenging no matter what, but this is a simple type of business. But even so, thinking about doing all of those roles on your own and wearing all of those hats is daunting. So let's organize that list of roles into different categories so that we can understand which ones you need to be thinking about, which ones we can get some help with, and which ones we can just outsource completely. Now, there's an element to this content that I'm talking about in this episode that I know would be a lot more helpful if it was laid out visually. It doesn't quite lend itself to audio very well. So I put together a download PDF where I list out the roles that I just mentioned, and I actually show how I map them out for you. And then I also put together a typical org chart, an organizational chart of what a, you know, very typical wedding photography business would look like. So as I'm walking through all of this, don't worry if it gets a little bit confusing, that download will help out a lot. So grab that PDF at creativerising.com forward slash 307. All right. So we are going to organize these roles, that list of 10 roles into different categories. The first category of roles is what I call the unbranded roles. So these are the roles in your business that do not impact your brand whether that brand is internal or external, okay? Your client will never be impacted by these roles, which means these are the ones that you just should not touch. The roles from that list that qualify as unbranded roles are bookkeeper, accountant, and lawyer. Okay, you need to fire yourself from these roles completely and permanently. And then you need to hire a specialist, okay? It is actually surprising how inexpensive it can be to hire a bookkeeper and have someone do your taxes for you. It is probably not going to break your bank and it will free up loads of valuable time. Even if you are someone that is really good at finances and bookkeeping is totally easy for you, in my opinion, you should still not be spending time on it in your business because there are other valuable things you should be doing instead. Now, Jeff Youngren is the classic example of this. He is really good at math and he is really good at finances and he is a master at spreadsheets. So for years, Jeff refused to pay somebody else to do the bookkeeping and even to do our taxes. And it took so long for me to say, Jeff, I know that you're really good at it, but there are so many other things you should be doing with your time. Every tax season, he would you know, have to hole up in our office and do all of our taxes for the year. And it was stressful every single year. And so finally, one year, I think it was when we became an S-corp and things got a lot more complicated that he hired someone to do our taxes for us. 
And he was like, Aaron, they saved us so much money because they just knew so much more than I did about how to save money on our taxes. And so he was like, you're right. We should have done this a long time ago. So even if you're good at it, it is something that you should let go. Okay. Lesson learned. Your time is valuable. And it's the same thing with hiring a lawyer. You need to have a lawyer that you can call on to review your contracts and that you can contact with questions when issues arise. Obviously, this is not something you should be doing yourself. Most of us are not lawyers. But if you buy a contract from somebody else, including our wedding contract that is in our shop, then you do need to have a lawyer look it over so that you can make sure it's in compliance with any of your local state laws. And that will save you a lot of money if you buy a template contract and then have a lawyer look it over instead of having a lawyer write one from scratch. Okay, so those are the unbranded roles, bookkeeper, accountant, and lawyer. I think they're pretty obvious and they make sense. This episode of Creative Rising is brought to you by Freedom Edits, the company that we trust with all of our editing. And I know that Creative Rising listeners are smart and capable, and you probably don't need to be told that outsourcing can do amazing things for your business. So if you haven't taken the leap yet, then it's probably because you just haven't found the right people that you trust with your images. Well, Freedom Edits knows this, and so they are offering Creative Rising listeners a really amazing opportunity to get to know their services in a risk-free way. Yeah, they're giving all of our listeners the opportunity to have their first job edited completely for free. And I'm not talking about 10 or 20 sample images or a small portrait session or an engagement session. I'm talking about a whole wedding. You'll get to send that to Freedom Edits and they will edit it totally for free for you. No risk, no strings attached, just your chance to try out their services and see why we love them so much. So if you want to get your hands on that offer, then go to creativerising.com forward slash freedom. And that's where you'll be able to try them out and test out their services. Creativerising.com forward slash freedom. The next category of roles for a typical wedding photography business are what I call the 90-10 roles. Okay, these are the roles that you can heavily outsource and systematize, but you also need to infuse your brand into these roles and you need to put your special stamp on them because these are roles that will interact with your clients. They have direct client touch points. All right, these roles are studio manager, photo editor, and album designer, okay? Now, these are the roles in your business that are usually the most time consuming. And these are the ones that can either drag you down and chain you to your laptop, or they can free you up in major ways. So how this works is that someone or something does 90% of the work for you 
And then you only do 10% of the work to make sure that you have your brand infused into that role. The 90-10 model means that you partner with companies and you invest in software that build the robust systems for you. Okay, the software and the companies do 90% of the heavy lifting, and then you get to add your personal touch to those systems, which is the 10%. Okay, the 10% is your brand and your voice. Now, we are afraid as artists, we can be afraid sometimes that systems will ultimately kill our voice and they, they can kill the brand that we've worked so hard to create. We don't want to systematize the heart and the soul out of our business. You know, nobody wants to come across like a robot and nobody wants to make our clients feel like they're just a cog in a wheel, right? You want to provide a remarkable and personalized client experience. So that's why you need to keep in mind this 10% mentality. The 10% is what takes something that's lifeless and boring, like an email template, and transforms it into your voice. So when I say systematize, I don't mean systematize everything 100% to the point where no one can feel your personality through these systems. Now, what are the 90-10 roles? Well, they are basically all of the roles that fall underneath the net of the COO, the chief operating officer. And with all of these roles, you need to see yourself as the manager of the process. Okay, you are managing the process and you are not being the process. Even if you are the one that is pushing the buttons and doing the things, you still need to approach these systems as CEO and not as employee. So let's talk about photo editor. Okay, this is the most obvious one in this category. You guys all know that I am a huge believer in outsourcing your editing. We use Freedom Edits for all of our editing and they are amazing. And so what this process looks like for us in our business is that after a wedding, I go into the images from the job and I pull 10 to 20 of my favorite highlight images right away and I edit them myself for Instagram sneak peeks and other like, you know, mini highlights. And we send some of those sneak peeks to our couple and to vendors a day or two after the wedding. So this is usually Monday or Tuesday when I get back to work. I do not do this over the weekend, okay? I preserve my time of rest over the weekend. And then once we've pulled those highlights, we send the wedding off to Freedom Edits and they edit everything according to our editing and our specifications. And then when it comes back, we QC the job and that's where we make sure that they are hitting the color and they are getting it right. And if they don't, we send it back until they get it to 100% perfect, which guys, that's super rare. Like we rarely send our weddings back because they do such a great job. So we are always making sure that the images that we're delivering are living up to our brand promise, but it is taking us a fraction of the time than when we do it ourselves. Now, guys, I do want to mention that when I say 90-10, I don't mean that your outsourcing partner should get your images 90% of the way there and then you should do the last 10%. That is not what I mean. Your outsourcing partner should be able to get your images 100% of the way to 
perfect. That's the goal, right? You want them to get these images looking amazing. If you feel like you're having to redo edits on your outsourcing partner, then it's probably time to either improve whatever's going on in that system that's broken or find a new outsourcing partner that can get your editing correct. I promise you it's possible. I'm living proof of that. Freedom Edits does an amazing job. But we are always making sure that we are paying attention to that 10%. And part of that is that we are the ones that set up our editing style. We are ultimately in charge, but we are not ultimately doing the process. The next role that I want to briefly touch on is the studio manager role. And the reason why I want to bring this one up is because this is where things like email templates are the 90%. Okay, we have 42 email templates that we use on a regular basis for weddings and engagements. And this is not counting all the templates that we have for our commercial brand. Okay, we actually have something like 100 templates in Tave, but 42 of those are just for weddings and engagements. And Guys, I remember the days when I was rewriting emails over and over again, and I wanted to poke my eyes out. And so finally, I just started copying and pasting emails from a Word doc. This was before the days of these CRM systems that are so amazing. But now we have email templates that are all housed in Tave, and they save us so much time. Now, what I want to say about this, because I'm sure that you know what email templates are. I'm sure you know that you need to use them and set them up. But I know that a fear for you might be that email templates just sound robotic or they don't sound like you or that they are going to take the personality out of your brand. Well, again, that is the 10%. So there are emails that are automatic in our system, but we make sure that they're written in our voice. But for the most part, with our templates, we'll load a template into Tave and then we'll customize what we need to customize for that particular client. So we are always being mindful about giving a personalized experience, but we're trying to make sure that we are having something else do the heavy lifting for us wherever we can. So if you want to grab our 42 email templates, it's available in our shop. You can grab all of our templates. And then when you put them in whatever system it is that you want to use, then you can then read them through and customize them to your own voice. But we have done a lot of heavy lifting for you by structuring the templates, writing them out for you, and then you can just customize them from there, which is the 10% that you are doing as CEO. Okay, those are the two big roles that I want to touch on. Album designer is also another role in this system. You can outsource your album designs or you can use a really great simple album design program that will help you do 90% of the work. But ultimately, you're reviewing those designs and you're making sure that the album design experience is a great one for your clients. All right, those are the 90-10 roles. That is where you can really free yourself up by investing in outsourcing solutions. You can hire people to come in and help you with the different roles and you can invest in software and really lean on those systems to help you provide an amazing client experience while also freeing yourself up from your laptop so you can do the things that you really want to do. The final category of roles for a wedding photographer are what I call the branded roles. 
And these are the roles that need your time, they need your focus, and they need your energy. So this is where you should be spending the majority of your time. And these roles are marketer, copywriter, photographer, and salesperson, okay? No one else can take your images or create your art. No one else can sit down with a couple and book them for their wedding. And you should be the one to focus heavily on your marketing, on your copy, on your brand voice, and your brand message. That is where a lot of thought and attention can go to. This also gives you clarity on which roles you can immediately outsource and then get the most help with. Okay, I'm not going to say much more about the branded roles, except that they are just where you should be spending your time. Thinking about your business in this way, categorizing your roles in this way can help give you clarity on which roles you just need to outsource, which roles you can get a lot of help with, and which roles you really should be spending your time and attention in. Now, like I said, the PDF that I put together for this episode is an org chart for a typical wedding photography business, and it you know shows which roles are which, which ones are unbranded, which ones are the 90-10, and which ones are the branded roles. And then I'm also including a page for you to create your own org chart. So if it's really different than what I described, or if you want to you know play with it a little bit and change it, then that is totally okay. But I think the important takeaway is for you to have a clear picture of the roles in your business, because when it comes time to get help, it will be so much more clear for you what roles you can give away first and how you can release yourself from a lot of this heavy lifting in your business. That is how you create sustainability. That is how you create freedom. That's how you take your business from being an overbearing boss into being a business that supports your life. Seeing your business this way also helps you understand where all those client touch points are that make up your brand. And so you can understand how are you delivering on your brand promise in all of these different ways. What are the roles that are the most important? What are the ones that are truly creating your brand promise? And what are the ones that need your attention somewhat like the 10%, but you can have someone help you out with a lot of that work that needs to be done. And guys, if you ever want to scale your business, if you want to grow and bring on more employees or you want to have associates come in, then this exercise right here is absolutely critical. You will not be able to grow your business in a sustainable way if you don't map out these roles and these systems first. If you do grow your business before you have this foundation set, you will probably burn yourself out. It will be a lot of work and it will be very complicated. So do this first. Even if you don't want to scale your business though, what this exercise does is it helps you understand, okay, could my business actually scale how it is? And if the answer is no, then my guess is that there's a lot of areas where you could become more efficient. If you get to the point where you're like, oh yeah, I could totally scale, then you don't have to scale. You can just enjoy an efficient and life-giving business that frees you up to just do other things that you want to do. (music) 
I hope that this episode was really helpful for you. And my hope is that you can walk away with some really tangible things to think about in how to either scale your business so that you can grow bigger or how to create a business that makes the money that you want to make but is also sustainable. Remember, if you want to download an organizational chart that we put together for a wedding photography business, then download that at creativerising.com forward slash 307. I also have all of the roles that we talked about in this episode. I have them listed out on that PDF document so you can see a picture of what the different roles actually look like. Again, that's creativerising.com forward slash three zero seven. If you are loving the training episodes here in season three, then I have another one coming up for you here in the next several weeks that I'm really excited about. I am teaching you all about asset management. So I'm going to walk you through how we back up our images and I'm going to walk you through a really simple and sustainable workflow that I think every photographer should use to back up their images. So if asset management is something that is really confusing for you, don't worry, you are not alone. And I am going to break it down into a really simple process. So stay tuned for that in just a few weeks. All right, guys, this was so much fun. I will see you next time.